Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So have you ever wondered how people score these incredible, amazing travel deals where they take trips around the world or around the country at ridiculously low prices? Well, my guest today is Felicia Blaze, and she's going to be sharing with us exactly how you can score your own amazing travel deals through travel hacking. And I'll be honest and say that I am completely clueless when it comes to travel hacking. So this was an awesome episode for me. I learned so much and you guys are going to learn so much too. I literally cannot wait to book my next vacation and see what travel deals I can score based on Felicia's amazing advice. So a little bit about Felicia. Felicia is a certified financial education instructor. She's a travel strategist and she's a chief budget balancer at FeliciaBlaze.com. She's also one of my incredible contributors to the Clever Girls Know website, CleverGirlsKnow.com. And her mission is to change the way millennials think about money so that they can experience the world and not financial limits. On this episode, Felicia shares her own personal money story of how she paid off a ton of debt, and she also shares exactly how to score a great deal while traveling and still be able to stay on top of your finances. You'll even hear me talk about my personal travel hacking failure because when I recorded this episode with Felicia, I was in the middle of planning a vacation for my family for the month of December. But before we get into this episode, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love, love, love it if you do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. And head over to clevergirlfinance.com because I have a ton of new content on the site and I update the site every single week. So there's always something new and you'll also be able to get access to my resource library, which is a bunch of tools and worksheets that can help you as you work on improving your finances. And finally, if you haven't already checked out my accountability program, head over to clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and check out what my program is about. You'll be able to join a group of like-minded women who are working together to change their money stories and build real wealth. So stop by the academy, clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. Okay, so let's get into this awesome episode with Felicia on all things travel hacking. Enjoy. Hey, Felicia. Hey, Bola. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I am excited to be talking to you to talk all about travel hacking and exploring the world. Mm. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience, tell them who you are and what you do. Yeah, first, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. But my name is Felicia Blaze. I am a certified financial education instructor and a travel strategist. And I help people who dream of traveling the world but struggle with money management. And my mission is to help people experience the world and not financial limits. I love that. And you have a really awesome personal story about paying off some debt. And I wanted you to share, you know, because I think that's part of what led you into this whole journey you're on now where you are traveling and travel hacking and exploring the world because you paid off your debt and being able to pay off that debt gave you options. So I wanted you to share a little bit about that story and how much did you pay off and what timeline and basically, you know, why did you choose to pay it off and how has it made a difference in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to sort of backtrack a little bit with my overall money story, when I think about me just talking about finances as a kid or even as a teenager in my household, we never had those discussions. So it was sort of like, okay, I want you to have everything in the world. Don't worry about it. We're good. So the only time we actually talked about money was when we really didn't have any. Mm -hmm. um, and that sort of snowballed into my college and graduate years where I'm like, okay, I have great credit. 
I have this high credit card limit, so I'm just going to use it to get through and do what I need to do. That snowballed into more debt and more debt, like me just buying things. And then it kicked, it sort of, I got the kick or smack in the face when I moved to New York City from Massachusetts um, out of graduate school. And I had, I got an apartment with zero plan, um, had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't even know what to account for. And I didn't even account for my student loans. So yeah, crazy. And so all these expenses kept piling up and I was kind of using my credit card to get me by because I didn't realize New York City taxes were so high. <laughs> the, so the amount of money that I thought I was going to get, I didn't get. So it was really, really tight. And I realized I'm like, man, you need to figure out how to get yourself out of this situation so you're not you're not in that scarcity mindset, always trying to figure out where your next dollar is going to come from, or you're just in that broke mindset. So I wanted to create a mindset of abundance. And that's where I started creating a plan. And I mean, that $7,000 credit card debt, it was actually more. So I started paying it off a little bit and then I stopped. I was paying the minimum. Mm -hmm. And and then like I recently, a little bit of last year into 2017, I was just like, no, you need to create a plan because what that is going to do is it's going to open up money for you to do more of the things you love. So get rid of that debt because it's a burden. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that when you have that credit card debt that just keeps looking at you and you have to pay it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, I've had enough and I don't, I no longer want to be sort of a slave to consumerism and credit card companies. So I created my plan. I put it into my budget and I went and, and killed it. I got rid of the credit card debt and it's the best feeling in the world. Best, best feeling. I love this. I love the story that you, you know, the story you just shared, because I think everybody has to get to that point where they feel like enough is enough. I can't take this anymore. It's blocking my goals. It's blocking my success. And until people get to that realization, they don't, they're not really compelled to want to make a difference in their debt. But I feel like when I talk to everyone on this podcast, all the guests I've had, they always have this, they have this moment where it was, I can't do this anymore, but it's what, what can I do now to aggressively get myself out of this debt? And it's not like, I think you have to get to a space where it's like, you want to get out of debt and you're going to do everything it takes. You're not just going to be like, well, I'm going to pay a minimum payment here and a minimum payment there and just go with the motions. You're going to get aggressive. And that's what you did. So I love that story. And I love the fact that you talked about creating, you, you didn't just create a plan for your debt, but you created that plan and then you put it into your budget. So every single month you could see exactly what you needed to do at a minimum to get yourself out of debt. And a lot of people create plans, but sometimes I've I've seen instances where people separate their plans from their budget and then they wonder why they're not able to stick to the plan. That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And at one point I was doing that and I'm like, this is not working. I'm not going to look at two separate documents. I need to have it in my budget where just like I'm paying my bills, I'm paying myself and I'm paving my way towards towards financial success. Um, and that's what needed to be in that budget. 
Exactly. So now you paid off this debt and it gave you all these options and you got into travel hacking. So tell me, how did you get into travel hacking? Why travel hacking? Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like my brand is bridging, you know, financial success and travel. And I just think about sort of how I felt when I would book trips and I would feel so guilty about it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have all of this debt and mm-hmm. I just booked this trip and I don't even know how I'm going to pay for this. And it's probably going to sit on my credit card for months. Um, and that guilt feeling, I absolutely did not like it, which is why I started saving in advance and creating a plan where I can save and paid out debt at the same time and then go take my trips without dipping into money I shouldn't be dipping in. Um, And the travel hacking came from me realizing like, wow, I can actually, instead of having the credit cards use me, I could use them to get my (laughs) points. Uh And yeah, people have this notion that credit cards are bad and they are bad and they're only bad if you don't pay them off at the end of the month. They only make money off of you if you do not pay it off pay off the balance. And I realized I'm like, okay, I have this cash reward, um, sorry, uh, travel points card. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to use it. And I, I have this Delta American express card and I just happened. So travel hacking one-on-one is when you're getting the card, make sure you sort of time it from when you're doing a big purchase. So I was in the market for a car and I had the cash for, you know, my down payment. And I was like, you know what, I know they have these large minimums before you get the actual points. I'm like, I'm just going to put the down payment on the credit card and then I'm just going to wipe it out as soon as it clears. And that's exactly what I did. And that's how I got my points. I'm like, okay. So with that, I ended up going to California for a dollar and 24 cents. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I went to LA for a dollar and 24 cents and I had friends that lived there. So I saved on housing And then we just rented a car and I went and, you know, that was something that I could do within my means where I wasn't spending thousands of dollars on vacations. I was still able to enjoy my time there, but at the same time, not put myself in like a a straining financial situation. Mm -hmm. So basically you leverage the, you leverage your credit card to get the points that would be able to pay for your trip. Exactly. So for those of you who are listening, (laughs) before Felicia dives in to talk about how travel hacking works and all that good stuff, she made it very clear that she's not travel hacking in debt. So she's using credit cards, but she's paying her balance off in full every single month. And that is fine. If you're using credit cards and you're paying off your balance in full every month, that's perfectly fine. You can get points. You can get, you know, points for groceries, points for gas. You can get travel points you can get some really great benefits from leveraging your credit card when you're making transactions. However, if you are in a space where you're struggling with debt and you're still trying to master your discipline and you're carrying balances month over month, then travel hacking using credit cards is not a good idea for you. Using credit cards period is not a good idea for you until you get a handle on you know, your triggers and your debt and being able to pay your balance in full every month. So this is really great. And I'm excited to talk about how you went to Cali on a dollar end. <laughs> 24, cents. 24 cents. So is that the cheapest um, trip you've taken? Flight wise? Yeah, that is actually the cheapest um, trip I've taken with my credit cards. And yeah. So I want you to break it down for everyone's listening, everyone who's listening, because I know a lot of airs perked up right now when you said that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Hey, you walk us through 
how exactly did you pull that off? Yeah. Okay. So I, I was looking for a credit card. I'm like, okay, I love traveling. Who am I loyal to? What plan am I getting on the most? And I'm like, okay, I use Delta and I love American Express for the simple fact that they give you a lot of perks. So I get a lot of perks with like dining, cashback, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is the card for me. It does have an annual fee, but the benefits and the, how much I travel outweighs sort of that fee at the end of the year. So I got the card in the mail and it's like get 30,000 points plus a bonus $50 added towards your um, your card if you spend $3,000 or more in, the, in three months. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's kind of easy. So like I said previously, you want to align it to when you know you're making, you're going to make big purchases. Or you can do it so that you connect all of your, you know, your bills that mm-hmm. you can pay via credit card. And then just making sure that you're allocating the money in your budget mm-hmm. so that when it's time to pay off the credit card, you have that money there. But I chose the first route, which is using it for a big purchase. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the car dealership, got my car, paid for my car on my credit card. And again, I do not recommend everyone do this only if you have managing control over your finances. And then from there, I got my points. They credited my account with the 30,000 points. And that 30,000 points, I I think they changed it. But at the time, it was about $350 towards a flight. And then I got an extra $50 towards that flight. So after I put in the points, booked the flight, it came out to $1.24. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so you basically picked an airline that you like to travel with because the airlines give you travel miles too, right? You can use them at a later date. Exactly. And then you pick the credit card that has the benefits that make more sense for what you want to do, which is travel. So this is all strategy. And guys, for those of you who are listening, it's about picking where you tra- where the airline you travel with most and the credit card you use the most and not just having 10 different credit cards and, you know, 10 different airlines or 10 different companies that you use to try to figure out travel because then the travel hacking is not going to work. Exactly. The other thing I just wanted to say from a money management perspective is that you want to make sure that when you're using your credit card for these big purchases, that it makes sense for you. Um, because sometimes the um, the cost of the of using the credit. Well, a car dealership might not necessarily give you this, this kind of, you may not have this difference in the car difference, but in a car dealership, but when you're using your credit card, um, think about the cost of that transaction versus the cost of it. If you paid in cash. So for example, this is just a personal example. We recently replaced our roof and we paid for our roof in cash. Um, we did have the option to pay for it in credit and then pay off the credit card to get, all these points would have gotten a ton of points. However, um, when we talked to our roofer, he said, well, if you use your credit card, we're going to, we're going to charge you the full price. But if you pay us in cash, we're going to give you a big discount. And the discount he gave us for paying cash far outweighed the points that we would get, even when we converted those points into dollars or, you know, gift cards or whatever. So sometimes think about that. Um, just to see what makes the most sense for you, because maybe you can save money getting a bigger discount and then using that money towards your trip. So that's just something I wanted to say. Um, don't get too caught up in, <laughs> um, you know, 
the points, but weigh the overall situation. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And of course, I took the time to look in. I'm like, is there like a transaction fee? Like, what is it? But because it was a flat rate, I was able to just pay it off and I didn't incur any interest or anything at all. Yeah, you're an expert at this, girl. (laughs) 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 This is for the general audience. Yeah. I don't know anything about travel hacking. I just know mm-hmm. that Tuesday is a good day to buy plane tickets. That's the extent of my travel hack knowledge. <laughs> so, for some- <laughs> so like right now, we're trying uh-huh. to book a vacation for our family next month, which is, this is such short notice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. today's Tuesday. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll save $50 for my ticket. So for someone like me, who's clueless about travel hacking and finding great deals, what are the first steps? Like when you first started, how did you, how do you find these deals? So yeah, the first step is identifying where you want to go ahead of time. Um, I think that's really important because once you identify where you want to go or, or what is your exact budget? How much do you want to spend? Because that, if you know how much you want to spend, then you could start looking, okay, this is my budget and my limit. This is what I'm going to look for. Um, So one is identifying where you want to go. And of course, saving in advance for it, creating a plan where you're stacking up money in a separate savings account for travel. And then, so here, here are some like little tricks. One, I subscribe to this newsletter called The Flight Deal. So if you're just looking for a flight and you want a cheap flight and maybe you're going to stay in an Airbnb or you're going to get your hotel separately. Um, And what that newsletter does every day around 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get a list of different flights that are coming out of a city near you for cheap. And sometimes the flight is gone, but they find like all these flight errors and stuff like that for you. Um, Another place that I love to check is Google Flights. Google Flights. I love Google Flights because it actually shows you if you leave on a specific date, how how much it's actually going to cost you. And what you can do with Google now, which they newly put in this year, is you can put alerts. So if you're watching a flight, you'll get an alert, an email alert every month. I mean, every day, sorry. You'll get an email alert every day and it'll tell you, hey, you should book this now because it's going to go up tomorrow afternoon. And so you have Google Flights. And another one is Skyscanner and Airlines hate, hate, hate this (laughs) website. And I say this for the simple fact that what they do is they give you loopholes to travel. So let's say you're trying to go to, um, I don't know, San Francisco, but then it's, it costs more for you to, it costs more for you to do like a direct flight, but, but what they do is they find you, okay, you have to go to, let me see. LA first, you have to go to LA first and then San Francisco. I completely mix this up, but what it does is you end up Stop, you end up stopping at your layover place and getting off there and not actually going to the last stop. So they book it like that and it ends up being cheaper than if you book like the direct flight. So airlines completely hate hate this website and they actually got sued for it. I read an and article they won. on I read an article on the founder. Um I think I read it in one of these magazines where he was talking about this hack he put together and how much the airlines hate him. <laughs> yes. But it's cheap. And it, and it's like, well, if you find a cheaper option that I can actually go and do more of the things I will love, you know, like traveling, why would I pay more? Mm-hmm. That makes um, total sense. Yeah. So 
Okay. Identify where you want to go ahead of time. So I already failed that. <laughs> because have a fixed budget. We have a fixed budget. We know how much we're spending. But we're trying to travel in about a month and we're still kind of in between places. Um <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> because the um, ticket prices are not gonna stay the same. And um the other thing is that I have a few non-negotiables because I'm traveling with small kids, so I'm not connecting yeah, of anywhere. Of course, I, no, of course. I will not tolerate a connection. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for me. No, I so, agree. Even for me, sometimes I'm like, I'm not doing this connection because it's so stressful and I don't want my luggage to get lost if I check in. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'd rather just pay the extra hundred bucks for the simple fact that I save time and time mm-hmm. is so valuable. Yeah. Time is money. <laughs> um, so yeah, once you identify that I would book. So if you're looking specifically for packages, the regular things that I would check is like orbits or Priceline where they do great packages. There are also different airline places, airline groups. So I went to Spain recently with this airline group called um, Fleetway. Mm-hmm. And it's like great because they booked everything for me with the flight, the hotel, the transportation. It was a little on the pricey side, but I liked that I didn't have to worry about anything. And that was my luxury vacation. Um, and another great place is Gate One Travel. They have like a zillion deals. Gate One Travel. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm putting have- all this in the show notes for everyone who's <laughs> listening. Yeah. So they have Gate One Travel and I love it because... The other day they were having a sale to Milan for like 500 bucks for like a six day trip. You just have to catch it and check your emails. Um, So once you do that and identify, you just start looking and on these sites. And what I love doing is actually creating a private list on Twitter and adding all of these um, flight deals or travel hackers and newsletters to there. So I have a separate list and I can go and look through, which is great. Okay, wow. I don't know how to create a private list on Twitter, but if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sure there's a Google tutorial on creating a private list on Twitter. Yeah. I just, I just aged myself, right? No, you did not. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Not a lot of people know you can do that. It's like a random like listing that no one talks about. Okay, that's... So private list on Twitter. This is all really great information. I'm so excited to... Oh, I can't test it out on this trip because I've already failed. But for the next vacation I take, if I'm traveling solo, I'm totally going to get on this, all these websites and, you know, find the best deal. I'll tell you, Felicia, you'll be so proud of me when I do it. Yay. So, so, okay. So step by step, that's how you basically find the deals, you know, and you want to make sure you stay on top of checking your email, especially if you know you have a flight coming. So how, or a trip coming up. So how... How much in advance are you planning? Are you doing like a month, six weeks, eight weeks, three months? So I, okay. So I have this system. I I have these weird systems where every quarter I do sprints. And I I think I talked about this in the article where I talked about my paying off $7,000 debt. By Just the way, so guys, sorry, yeah. Felicia. If you guys don't know, Felicia is one of our incredible contributors on Clever Girls Now. And that's one of the articles she's talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, so I, I do my finances in sprints and only because it just works for me. So I break it up into quarters. So right now in my quarter, I am in debt pay down mode. So I'm like, you have three months. Let's get it done. Boom, boom, boom. So in January, I'm switching to saving. So I'm saving, stacking, making sure my goals are there. And in terms of my flights, I like to save 
three months in advance for them. So I start stacking money. Like I'm always putting money in there, but I find that three months is a good number to put away money. It gives you time and you could book stuff and then take your money out of your savings account and pay it off. So slowly doing the research, because the more in advance you do it, the likely you are to get a better deal. Okay, so that's I guess that ties into how you budget for your travel. So you do the sprints where you spend X amount of months focusing on paying off your debt, which is what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And then X amount of months focusing on saving for your travel. And other other um, things that I that I'm focusing on. So Felicia, one of the articles you contributed to clevergirlsknow.com was about why you shouldn't feel guilty about traveling. And can you summarize that? Because a lot of times when people are, you know, they're doing all the right things around their finances, they're paying off their debt, they're investing, they're saving money, they're, they have their money plan in place, they're doing the right things. When they splurge on themselves and they can afford the splurge, they still feel guilty. And travel, in a sense, is a splurge, right? You're doing something that's going to make you happy. And sometimes there's guilt associated with that. So why, you know, talk a little bit about the article you wrote and why you shouldn't feel guilty if you are traveling, especially if you're doing it the right way and in a way that you can afford. Um, I say that, I say that you shouldn't feel guilty about traveling. So first, there's a difference between traveling and taking a vacation. And I often see people like get that confused where like traveling is sort of a educational opportunity and it's sort of going on the off of the off beaten path when you're traveling and getting to know the locals. So you're blending in, you're exploring and you're sort of immersing yourself in culture versus vacation is maybe you're just in the midst of tourist areas, or you're just there to relax and stay on a resort. And I like both. Um, but I, I personally prefer the traveling because I just love learning about other people's cultures. And the reason why I say you shouldn't feel bad about traveling is for the simple fact that those memories that you create, the people that you meet, they make such an unforgettable impact on your life. And I can tell you every time I get up, and I get on that plane, I come back with a different perspective on life and someone who I've encountered, who I probably would have never encountered in my current space now, said the most simplest things or I had the amazing conversation with them and they changed how I thought about things. Um, So just realizing that like travel, yes, it is a, it is a luxury and is a splurge, but the value that you get from it is priceless, um, especially if you're doing everything right and you have all your ducks in the row and it's something that you love and that you allocate for. I don't see why you can't do it and you shouldn't feel bad. I agree. Um, every time I travel, especially when I travel to a different culture, a different country, I always come back with new perspectives and new motivation. And it kind of in many instances, I realize what it is that I have what I should be grateful for. It makes me think differently from, you know, like I said, other perspectives. And just that experience of being somewhere else outside of what you're used to, just, I think it just helps with making you a more well-rounded person. And it also helps with your own personal development because you kind of get out of what you're accustomed to and you see other perspectives. You see, you know, you have different experiences and just all of that comes together to create this, you know, this part of you or this growth in you that just helps you. 
So I'm a huge fan of traveling. Um, I think mm. that if you can afford to do it and you can just take a break from your current reality and go somewhere else, you'll come back with so much fresh perspective, fresh motivation. And you travel without guilt if you're able to <laughs> travel and pay for it, right? The last mm. thing you want to do is I've, I've talked to so many people who are like, they feel like they deserve the fancy vacations and there's nothing wrong with the fancy vacations. But when you think about what it is you want to accomplish in your life and the grand scheme of your finances and what you're trying to do, there are certain things that you can grat- you can delay gratification on. And so I've talked to so many people who are like, I deserve the, you know, the fancy vacation and they go ahead and book this expensive multi thousand dollar vacation without really thinking about, okay, how else can I make this work for me? How can I hack this trip to make it more affordable? Maybe I can stay you know, maybe I can take a cheaper flight or a flight on different days, or um, I can stay at a cheaper hotel. I can stay with friends and family. Sometimes emotion overrides people and they're like, you know, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to book this trip. I need to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, no, I agree with you. And a lot of it comes from, you know, that escapism, like people want to escape their life and go travel. And it's just like, Okay, great, but you have to come back to reality and that reality is going to hit you in the face yep, hard. When you get back? Yeah, and it's just like don't do that because then you're sort of you create this like eu- euphoric high and then you come back down on it and then you come back from vacation depressed because you now actually have to deal with your problems. So a lot of it is psychological and emotional and realizing like okay, I can take this vacation, but if I'm going to take it it's because you know, maybe I'm tired. Or I really want to go experience something, but not necessarily because I want to escape my reality. Exactly. And even if you get to the space where you're like, OK, I have to escape my reality for a couple of days, mm-hmm. then be objective and plan it, plan out the couple of days in the way that you can afford it. That way, when you come back, you don't have regrets. You're not like, oh, my God, I, you know, I racked up more debt in order to escape my life. Exactly. So it's all about being realistic. I know sometimes that's not what people want to hear. Like, oh, you mean you don't understand my stress? Um, I get stressed too, but I'm not going to blow my. You have to build that discipline. You have to be committed to what it is that you want. I'm not going to blow my long term goals because I need to escape my life because I'm so stressed today. That doesn't work for me. That is a non negotiable because my goals are my goals and I'm doing myself a disservice if I tell myself, well, I'm just going to cash out my savings <laughs> yeah and go, go to Fiji for a month <laughs> oh my goodness I mean to each his own <laughs> like some people do that and I'm like it works for them because they took a risk but again the way my financial goals are set up and you know my why and what I want to do I always keep that into account like you could do this but you're not going to because this is what you want to accomplish so like you said it's having that discipline and creating that money mindset, like this is bigger than me. And that vacation for that five days for whatever, 3000 plus dollars, whatever it may be, um, it's not worth it right now. It's not never, it's just not right now. Exactly. You can, you can do it, but maybe you just need to delay that gratification for a couple of months, maybe a year or however much time you need to get your finances in order. And if you're listening to this podcast (laughs) and you're part of the Clever Girl Finance Tribe, you are not cashing out your savings. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. (laughs) To go on a trip because you're upset. doesn't work here. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have travel savings. 
<laughs> exactly. Okay, I, I'll give you that, Felicia. <laughs> Travel savings. <laughs> this has been such a great conversation. I know that we joked a lot, guys, um, on this episode, but Felicia, you shared some really awesome information. So if you are trying to make travel more affordable, um, you want to be able to travel with your family because sometimes traveling with family just with regular planning can be very expensive. Then you want to consider travel hacking. It's only going to cost you time and planning to get better deals. And you want to be mindful um, if you decide to do travel hacking using credit. Again, you want to make sure that you're able to pay your bills off every single month in full and you're not carrying over a balance. Because if you kind of get into that cycle where you're carrying over a balance and you don't have a way to pay for it, then you're going to end up paying way more in interest than you would have saved on the hack. And then the hack is no longer a hack, right? Exactly. So this has been great information, Felicia. So I'd love for you to share with us your Clever Girl superpower. And it can't be travel hacking because we already know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, this is hard. Um, I would say my Clever Girl superpower is I'm a problem solver. Like I'm really adept with dealing with problems and finding what's wrong and resolving it. I think yeah, that comes a little bit from my type A, but I love solving problems. I would say that's my clever girl superpower. Awesome. I love it. And how can people keep up with you, learn more about you, follow your um, travel hacking journey? <laughs> yeah. So you can keep up with me at FeliciaBlaze.com and all of my social media handles are Felicia Blaze. Awesome. And like I mentioned earlier, Felicia also writes for clevergirlsknow.com and she writes on travel and also on personal finance. So you can check out her articles there. And I'll, I'll link a couple of your travel, your travel articles in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Felicia, for being here. This has been awesome. No, thank you for having me. I hope you guys loved listening into that episode with Felicia and you learned as much as I did and you were excited to go out and book your next vacation and save a ton of money. If you love this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and also on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.